Good day, Home for All podcast listeners. I'm Kelly Moss, your ACAR Communications Director, and I'm back here with some really, really exciting news. Today, we're launching a whole new series of mini podcasts that will be coming to you all summer long. Buckle your seatbelts for ACAR's all new Fast Lane Learning. This inaugural season of Fast Lane Learning is going to be awesome for those of you who don't always have time for our full-on 30-minute podcast, and for those of you who are looking for some really fast, really significant information about topics like code of ethics, education, professionalism, diversity, Article 9, and so, so much more. Our guests and subject matter experts for each of the Fast Lane Learning episodes are ACAR's Chair of Professional Standards, Jackie Casera of Howard Hanna Realty, and ACAR's Vice Chair of Professional Standards, Cindy Costelli of EXP Realty. Fast Lane Learning is going to be fast and wild, so buckle up and let's get going. ACAR's Fast Lane Learning is a weekly production where we will facilitate quick conversations about key topics in the business of real estate. This is an adult show, and some adult language might occasionally creep into the conversation. It's time to buckle your seatbelts and get yourself prepared for some great real estate answers in a great short format. Welcome to Fast Lane Learning. I'm back here with Jackie Casera and Cindy Castelli for another episode of Fast Lane Learning. And today we're going to talk about agency relationships with your clients. So let's start by giving our listeners the lowdown on agency laws in Ohio. Can you kind of give us, give me an overview of agency, like kind of like maybe the, the Cliff's Notes version of what agency law means? Well, once upon a time, Kelly, uh, we had agency law in Ohio. I've been licensed since 1985. And the agency when I first was licensed was that we only represented sellers. And so realtors had relationships with sellers. And then if you brought a buyer, you had a sub-agency relationship with the seller, which made no sense to anyone okay. because you're showing somebody's house to people with whom, you know, you've been driving around in a car, their kids have been leaving French fries in your back seat. You have a relationship with them. And now you're going into a house that's owned by somebody who no longer lives in town. And you are obligated to that seller. So in 1992, um, it scares me how well I know this. In 1992, we finally got buyer agency pretty much across the country. It was really the result of what was practical and what represented relationships. And so at that point, we could represent both buyers and sellers. Unfortunately, it was also the same year that the fax machine came in. And so now we had people faxing their offers to someone who did not represent their clients. So it's agency's been ever evolving, you know, from from the very beginning of agency conversations. And so the consumer guide, the agency requirement uh, for what we have to fill out once we actually bring an offer to a seller's agent. Um, it's it's all very evolutionary and really intended to make sure that both buyers and sellers are being treated fairly and understand what the representation is of both parties. That's great. That that was actually very understandable. I, and, and that's from, you know, somebody that's really not in that loop of information. So right. so that was very understandable. So let's talk about the Consumer Guide to Agency. Um, apparently, everybody knows what it is, but confusion comes up as to when the Consumer Guide should be presented to your clients. So how does that work? 
The consumer guide to agency should be presented um, to your client um, at your first opportunity. Um, you know, sometimes you're meeting a buyer at a home and um, you're showing them the home and that's your, your first introduction to them. Um, you know, so it, sometimes it's hard to pull that out as you're walking in the house and say, sign this real quick. You know, that's a little sure, intimidating yeah. to a buyer. <laughs> but at the first, um, you know, comfortable moment to present that, that should be signed and um, they should understand the different types of agency and understand, you know, what kind of representation they are going to have or not going to have. Um, so that's important. Yeah, absolutely. So can we talk about then, too, agency disclosure in Ohio? So can you tell the audience the importance of of agency disclosure in Ohio and why it's it's such a big deal for you guys? Well, there are different obligations, whether or not you have an agency relationship that involves representing a seller. We get that through the listing sure. agreement and there's a contractual understanding. When we're working with buyers, it's a, oftentimes a little bit more nebulous because we don't always have an exclusive agency relationship with the buyers. And Ohio doesn't require that. Some oh, states do. Okay. And so Ohio has both um, exclusive agency and non-exclusive agency. And where this has wrought havoc with our industry is that the buyers have caught on to that and they will willy-nilly work with one person one day, call somebody else the next day, be running around and seeing the same house. And then the agents, you know, become put in a very, very vulnerable position sure. because they may have a relationship with the buyer, but not a particular house. They may have shown a house and the buyer wants to work with somebody else. So one of the things that we always have to separate in our minds as well as help the buyers understand is that representation, agency representation, is not equatable with compensation. And so that's where, where we and our panels on professional standards end up coming in. Wow, that's great. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to include um, under this topic that, that I may have missed in my questions? I think, too, that, um, you know, when you do develop a relationship with a buyer and they know that you are watching out for them and, you know, caring for them and looking for the best deal for them, there are buyer representation agreements that can be right. signed that awesome. will protect, um, it protects the buyer as well as the agent. Um, both parties are committing to each other that, you know, we're going to work with you exclusively and right. you're going to get paid at the end of the transaction. So, um, you know, that is something that is is a, a very useful tool to protect both parties. And I think the other thing that's really helpful is meeting the buyer someplace other than on the hood of your car Absolutely. to sign the, the uh, consumer guide. Because all a consumer guide is, is a disclosure of what your brokerage's agency policies are and what the, the buyer can expect if working with you. And if we're doing it on the fly as we're going into a house, they're not reading it and we have to walk away with a signed document. Right. And so that's what offices are made for. That's what Starbucks is made for, you know, and we have to we have to make sure that we're sitting down and helping them understand it before we shove them headfirst into this position. Absolutely. Hashtag non-spawns for Starbucks. <laughs> so, so we've reached our destination and that's it for today. I want to thank Cindy and Jackie for their insight and input for today's episode. Please be sure to join us next week for the next Fast Lane Learning installment. And until then, drive safely and keep your learning in the fast lane. <laughs>